DJ Playboy. <laughs> What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy. I'm back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. Back to do this thing. Black History Month, 2020. And you know, I don't do any episode without my dog, my homeboy, the chief. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. <laughs> Got the dash out. What it do, man? Uh, <laughs> 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 What's going on, brother? Ain't, ain't shit, man. Just living. That's what's up, man. How's life? How's Black History Month treating you? You know what I mean? We only get 29 days this year, so you got to soak it all in. I know, right? You got that extra day. Can't waste it, man. I got to... I was that's going that's going good, man. I can't complain. Trying trying to do me. Won't lie though, I haven't worked out in like a week, a week and a half. Like you know when you miss like one day and just fuck your whole yeah. shit up. That's that's me. I've been on a slack, my slack uh too. I, I started doing a um app. I don't know if you've tried this one, but it's like the Nike Training. What's it called? NT NT something. NTC, um, Nike Training Club. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, I've been NTC. doing that shit for years. I probably uh-huh. like shit, like seven, eight years at this point. Man, I done messed around. This was about two weeks ago. I done messed around and tried it. I was like, it's cool. You know what I mean? It's like they, they doing the workout right in front of you. It's like watching a video. Right. And you know what I mean? <clears throat> you kind of got to keep up with their pace. They'll give you about 30 seconds in between workouts, so it kind of keeps it high intensity. And um, I, the workout was cool. You know, I don't know why. I forget I'm 35 sometimes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, like, you forget to do an extended stretch session beforehand. And yeah. um, I just went right into it. It worked out. And the cool. I made it through the workout. I felt good. And then that night, I had stepped off the curb, and my whole calf had tightened up <laughs> on some Kevin Durant type shit. Like, I'm looking behind me, like, who who kicked me, <laughs> like, on some G shit? And, and um, it, got, it never untightened. The shit was, like, for a good week, it was, like, I, I called it a high calf strain because it made me sound like an NBA player. But um, <laughs> I, I really don't know what the injury was, man, but it was real. It, it existed. <laughs> yeah, son. You know, getting older is crazy because you start catching NFL injuries, but not doing no exciting shit. Like I tore my meniscus getting dressed. Like no lie, I had to get surgery and shit. Well, you was like twenty five when that happened, wasn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where it start. After twenty five is when shit like you start getting sore. Like you be sore. Like now it's two, three days after a hard bench press. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm You're not supposed to. Like, why am I still feeling this? Did I? Did I why, like, did I injure something? What's going on? Yeah, but now it's like a week. Like, if you ain't work out in a while and you do one hard strength workout, it should be like a full week to recover. Yeah, bro. You like you gotta hold, you gotta work the whole other half of the body. Yeah. <laughs> and you be like, ah, they ain't doing no more legs. Yeah. <laughs> nah, no man. legs for a month. But I'm gonna I'm get I'm gonna get back on my Nike train. I like it too because they give me the little notifications like, hey, maybe you should do a workout. You know what I mean? Like they be hitting you up, so make you feel guilty and whatnot throughout your day. So I'm gonna stretch first. That's the first next time, time. you're trying it. Um, yeah, I, I remember you were talking about a Nike app, but I've, I guess I had seen an ad for it or something on Instagram, and I was like, all right, man, it's free? I was like, it's free? Let's, try, let's sign up. And um, yeah. I, I remember you telling me about a Nike app. I didn't know it was the same one, though, and um, it's, it's dope, though. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's, it's definitely dope, and over time, they were adding shit. I mean, I've been using it for so long that eventually I just started doing, I've done not all the workouts, but all the workouts I've cared to do, mm-hmm. and uh yeah, I mean, for that reason, I moved on. But it is a dope app. It's like an app that I, I deleted from my phone, but not because it's bad, but um, it's pretty good. I just It just outlived its usefulness for me. And then at a certain point, they started adding more workouts, but it's a, that's for the pay version, which is smart on their end. Yeah. Because workouts look good, and it's a really good app. And if I didn't have other options, I would have probably paid for it. But I moved on to some shit called OpenFit. 
Okay, open fit, and that's like the same format, kind of, but uh, more. Mm, yeah, uh, yes and no. So it's like like open fit has like classes. So I guess it's a p- more of a platform, and certain teachers go on and put their programs on it, and then there's like live classes and shit like that. Like like, but, what do you uh, mean they they like Peloton kind of? Like mm, yes, without okay. the bike, more gotcha. or less, yeah. But they have recorded versions that like on demand versions. But then they also got classes where it's like, oh, from seven to eight, you could join this twenty, thirty, forty minute class. Okay, that you know the the butt class. So, but it's more mostly geared to women. Is it? Oh, but, uh, oh like Brazilian but, butt workouts <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, but nah, but but so, but I do the yoga to keep myself flexible and shit like that. And like they got some. Really dope yoga and the yoga on a Nike app was, they only have a few free ones, probably like literally like six or seven free ones, and I've done literally all of them. So, yeah, nah, the flexibility's big, big at this age, man. Flexibility's big, man. Yeah, because like, 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 you know, I, I date women obviously in their twenties and whatnot, like younger than me, and it's like you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to start having old man injuries at <laughs> thirty five, looking like you are forty five in these streets. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. Like younger women know that you're old, but <laughs> they don't think of you as that. Necessarily. Yeah, a lot of and in in many cases, it's actually a pretty cool thing. Yeah, you until know, you cramp up during sex or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or cramp up at any particular time. Like you can't. There's certain old man shit. Like depending on how old you are and how old a girl is, like injury is one case, and then another case is when. The menu, the, the way that gives you the menu, you got to put it on reading glasses to read that <laughs> motherfucker. And if you forget your shit, so you, you ask her to start reading reading the menu to you. She'd be like, look at this meme. You start squinting and shit like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You start holding the shit up at that angle, that bifocal angle that old people hold, hold stuff up at. She's like, that's not how you hold phones. <laughs> man, man, it's good to hear from you, though, man. We got to get back on our workout grind. You know what I mean? Summertime coming. It's going to be here before we know it, so go get back on the workout grind. But um, you had a chance to catch the All-Star game? You know, All-Star game and Valentine's coincides on the same weekend, but uh, you get to do the All-Star Valentine's weekend thing? Yeah, Valentine's Day was on a Friday, so mm-hmm. my whole only thing I missed was the rookie. I got, like, the last quarter, probably the last, you know, I don't know, eight minutes of the the um the Rising Stars Challenge. USA won that but, one, right? It's USA versus the world? Uh, you, I think USA won that joint at the end. They just started doing fancy dunks. Zion mm. was in it. I think John Morant was dunking all over the place. How you feel about that that little rookie battle right there? Because they they saying it's, it's pretty much John Morant's title to lose. You know what I mean? But Zion has the whole publicity push behind him. You know what I mean? Uh, you mean uh, rookie of the year or just rookie- them as rivals? They were talking about rookie of the year, like like pretty much as John's to lose. You know what I mean? Because he because Zion was injured for half the season. But, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, if they give it to Zion, I don't know what the hell Zion would have to do in this second half of the season to win that shit. Like, he's John the first Morant player. I think busy. they said uh, first player since I I, I want to say Jordan. It's either Jordan and Shaq or Jordan and Iverson to do what he's done in the ten in the um the first ten games. I believe like at least ten points, at least ten re- um free throws, and like uh ten rebounds or something like that. I'm like y'all just making up stats now. That ain't even a real triple double. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean he's doing a little thing. But I was more so uh, alluding to the fact that he has the national TV push behind. Like I haven't seen John Morant play because I don't watch Grizzly games. You know what I mean? I don't even Same. know when they come on. But um, I definitely seen Zion play since he's been back. You know what I mean? Like, cause they're, yeah, they're, definitely. You can't, you can't yeah, I mean, I think the the contest will be closer than it's supposed to be because of that. But 
uh, I, I, I can't see it. I can't see him winning, man. I think he he'll have a monster season or whatever's remaining of the season. But I don't know, man. If he it'll be close though. It'll be close. I think Ja will pull it out, but yeah. Slam dunk wise, you think uh, Gordon got robbed? Yep. Because <laughs> the the scoring was weird, man. They did a lot of celebrity shit. And they, I mean, they always have celebrities on the um the judges, panel. but yeah, on the panel. But it's. It was Chadwick Boseman. Was it? Was Chadwick Boseman? Like Chadwick uh, Boseman was on common, it. right? Common, yeah. Common, yeah. And uh, it was all shy people because I think um, Candace Parker's from Chicago too, and then Dwayne Wade. But it's kind of. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, I, ain't, I didn't want to be sexist, but I'm like, uh, Candace Parker uh, judging dunk contest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be sexist, but here I go. <laughs> <laughs> just just lean in, right? Just lean in with the sexes. <laughs> lean into that shit. Don't even start it with the I don't mean to be sexist stuff. <laughs> nah, I just I don't know. I was like, y'all bugging right now, but it was um it was definitely a good competition. They went back and forth. Do uh, who won? Was his name Brown was it? Jones. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Jones, I don't know his name. And exactly. I I don't know, man. Uh yeah, I mean Aaron Aaron Jones. That dude, that dude got robbed. No, Gordon. Aaron, Aaron Gordon. I mean, excuse me, Aaron Gordon. He yeah. he got robbed. But I mean, it was still fun though. But yeah, you know, he got robbed because it's, it was scoring. You stuff. think because he, like, he jumped over? Because he jumped over Taco. Well, tried to jump over Taco for attempted. Yeah. He pretty much dunked while going over ta- Taco Fall, which is like a seven foot rookie in the NBA right now, which is incredible. He's like seven foot six or something like that. Seven foot seven, something yeah. crazy. But Derrick Jones Jr. actually won it. Um, what'd you think about the new format of the game? The actual all-star game. Actual all-star game, yeah. Yeah, that was dope. That was like, that was extra dope. Um, it makes it um competitive. And it also brings it back to that pickup basketball feeling, especially in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, yeah. For anyone who doesn't know out there, uh, the NBA All-Star Game this year changed the format, and every quarter the score reset. So you actually had to – one team could win the first quarter, and their cho- charity of choice gets the money for winning the first quarter. And they went back and forth like that. And when you reached the fourth quarter, they added up the cumulative score. Whichever team had the lead, they said 24 more points from this number – is the is the end is the 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 target score, um, and that they were turning the clocks off. You got to reach that number in honor of Kobe Bryant, who obviously wore the number twenty four. Um, and I, I I see I didn't get to watch the entire game, but the fourth quarter definitely was entertaining. The no clock aspect definitely gave that pickup feel, pickup basketball feel. Um, it did end on a free throw, which I mean probably sounds a little more anticlimactic than it was, but I mean he missed the first free throw. So you know it was, it was quite possible you could have missed a second, and it was it was good. Anthony Davis won it at the end with the free throw, and it was it was uh, Kawhi Leonard got the Kobe Bryant Award, which is the new um, All Star MVP award. Um, the title of it is it's it was it was a great game. I think that format will work. I don't know if they're gonna keep it because obviously we were um, presence of mind of Kobe Bryant's passing um, in honor of him. I, I don't know if they're gonna continue with that, but I think it's definitely something that they need to look into. Yeah, I mean I. Well, they named the the all the All Star MVP trophy after Kobe Bryant. Yes. So I could see them at least for another at least two seasons. I can't imagine this format or at least tweak it or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I think more or less they might stick to this format because it it, it was really successful. Definitely, definitely. Um we'll see what happens. All Star Weekend's always fun. You know what I mean? Let's we'll see what happens with the rest of the season with basketball. But we can switch gears a little bit. Um 
<clears throat> we haven't spoken in a few weeks, Keith, but I don't know if, uh, have you heard, you know how we do around here, I hear our news articles and headlines and ice. Keith, has he heard one of our favorite segments here on the Perfect Talk Podcast? So, Keith, have you heard 50 Cent has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? I heard a little bit something about that, man. Good, good for 50, man. He's been... He's been on his grind, like, before he stopped rapping, like, he, you saw him just doing things, taking that, that mentorship from Dr. Dre, so big ups to him. Yeah. Does he not rap at all now? Is it, was that like an official, like, I retired from rap, or it just kind of was just, he just doesn't drop any music, right? Oh, come on now, like, <laughs> it, it ain't official, because he, he drops shit every now and then, or he'll ad lib on somebody's song. Yeah. Then he do something with Takashi. Or for Takashi, that I don't. I, he's he's producing some type of uh, documentary, I believe about. But like about musically Takashi. though, like before all the snitching stuff. I didn't Something pay that. I didn't, I didn't pay that much attention to Takashi. I never heard of a collabo uh, between the two of them. But oh, okay. I, I won't say it doesn't exist. Like maybe I'm mistaken, or maybe he maybe he shouted him out so much that I I created this thing in my mind. <laughs> he is producing a, a documentary, if I'm not mistaken, though, about the whole Takashi situation. Oh, okay, and by the way, the Takashi got a um. Angie Martinez hosts a, a, a podcast documentary on a, on Spotify. That's it's pretty good actually. But how yeah. um, how many episodes is it? So far, it's four. It's still going. Oh, okay. Continue. Oh, so every week they drop a new one. Yeah, and they drop another episode. So it's an audio documentary, and it's pretty interesting because I'm an old ass nigga, so I don't really, I wasn't really up on Sakashi until. Mm-hmm. He got really popular and really controversial, but at that point, like people who've been fans of his, like he's had like a, a track record of, so he's just had a track record. I can't say good or bad, but it's both actually. It's good and bad. So learn, learning about it is almost like it's almost like watching. Uh, I'm trying to make sure I make an appropriate uh, appropriate comparison. I was gonna mm-hmm. say Malcolm X, but it is mm-hmm. like watching a historical figure in the sense that I don't know him. You know but the ending. I know, I, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, you, exactly. Well, yes, I know the ending, but hearing the shit that that led up to that, you no, know, same thing. Like I'm, I'm, you know, reading Malcolm X. Like I know mm-hmm. the ending. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's very but still intriguing. It's still intriguing to hear right. about. But Takashi ain't no damn civil rights leader. But it's just very intriguing. Like the the things this dude did for self branded. But my my bad man, Fifty. <laughs> All I have to say this, dude, Fifty. He's been on his grind. I mean, people may not like him, and at times I don't like him either, but. I can't deny that man's work, and I can't deny that man's talent. Now, do you think his impact, when it's all said and done, will be um, bigger in film and, and television as more than music? Because it's funny he even mentioned it during his um, acceptance. I, I don't, even, I didn't. Well, not that you have an acceptance speech, but you kind of get to talk to the crowd. I guess when mm-hmm. you get your star, and he said it. He was like, "Yo, I had the." Um, I don't, and I don't know how true this is, but he said I had the biggest debut uh, rap album of all time, and. Um, I never got an award for it. Never got a Grammy uh, uh, for it. Never got appreciated by the, um, you know, the Grammy Association for it. And he's like, this kind of feels like I'm finally getting my my respect for it. And I was like, yeah, that's true. But after that album, you know what I mean? Relevantly, music wise, how much more did you put out that people? Not to say you didn't do big things. I mean, we seen him at Summer Jam. That was kind of an eventful thing, like to see. You know what I mean? Um, but it wasn't. We seen him at Summer Jam. It was eventful for our <laughs> careers as music watchers. <laughs> but like, I don't know more so if he'll be remembered. A lot of people know him for power. You know what I mean? 
A lot of people respect right. what he's doing for power. Now he's producing an ABC show called uh, For Life, I believe. Um, it, it, so a lot of people might know him for that for that role, or maybe that movie Get Rich or Die Trying. You know what I mean? They might know him more so for that than as opposed to like actual lyrics that they could quote. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. I, I think musically he's dope, and I think we kind of know the backstory of what he was doing mixtape wise before the album ever hit. So mm-hmm. we know he was grinding in the streets musically, you know what I mean? Like remaking people's songs, change the whole mixtape format just to just stealing people's beats and rapping over them. Mixtapes weren't like that before him, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you you asked the question and answered it, but I'll I'll just <laughs> I'll just add to that. Yeah, there's no doubt he's gonna be known more for at the when it's all said and done, he's gonna be known more for his um, TV stuff. Maybe film. We'll see. He still has a lot more left in the tank. So yeah. who knows what's next? But for now, you could, if it was and you could all, do that until old age. You can't really rap like looking like Dick exactly. Gregory. You know what I mean? So yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, just think about think about power alone. Like that is timeless. Like people are gonna go back and I can't even say buy the DVD box set, but like uh, <laughs> stream it. They're gonna stream it for years to come. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that. Show. I mean, I personally didn't fuck with it like that, but I might end up watching mm-hmm. it at some point. It's kind of like The Wire. People weren't really up on it until it was about to end. Yeah, and then it became like a cult classic and all that shit. Yeah, they appreciated it afterwards. Exactly. But 51st album, it's... Well, first, I don't think it's timeless. Mm-hmm. It was very of that time, in my opinion. It was very of that time. New York, that, that concept of New York being the mecca of hip-hop, that was fading away. Okay. So 50 came out with this different style, being a New York rapper, coming out with this different flow, a very non-New York flow. Like, that was so iconic of that time. And I think one of the things that we have to respect, um, you, it, I think it was might have been uh, my homeboy Spec, shout out, shout out Spec, that sent us a clip of a MSNBC uh, reporting. You were familiar with him. His name is Ari, right? That was mm-hmm. that quoted uh, Fifty Cent. Like, but he he did, he did. I thought he was doing it to kind of sound cool, but you were like, nah. He be quoting rappers all the time. And um, but bigger than the lyrics that he quoted was he was kind of comparing Donald Trump's gangster to fifty to like Fifty Cent lyrics. And I think it's it's kind of like like. Not necessarily that we give him cool points of it, but 50 Cent is a, is a successful television producer. He's still out here threatening people on Instagram. He's still right. out here putting out, like, uh, um, a Tierra Marie photos of her with, with uh, someone ejaculating on her. You know what I'm saying? And then getting okay. money from her out of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's still doing the funny stuff that he was doing when he wasn't as famous and getting away with it. Like, telling people, yo, you owe me money and I'm going to need this by Monday. <laughs> or else it's going to be problematic for you. Like, with no hesitation. And um, right. I respect that more than anything. Like, he's true to, true to himself. Definitely, yeah. He, he never... I mean, I don't enjoy it all, but I could definitely say he stayed yeah. true to himself and his brand. There's no something doubt juvenile about, about some of the stuff, like the Tierra Marie thing. It's a little something a little juvenile about it, but to your, to, to what, you know, he's, he's, he's stayed authentic. Yeah, but never stopped handling business, by the way. So that's important. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, but I know we're uh, short on time. So, Keith, have you heard... Gail King has been receiving death threats. And who's been receiving death threats? Gail King, Oprah's homegirl. Really? That yeah. I have not heard. Oh, oh do tell, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gail King, did you see her Lisa Leslie interview? Or at least clips of it? Yeah, I, d- I definitely did see clips okay. of it. So before they, well, when you might have seen the clip then, before they released the actual interview to, to promote it, CBS um, ran some of the promo clips. And included in that clip was when Gail asked uh, Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant's um, rape allegation. 
And mm-hmm. um, you, I don't, I didn't see the clip myself, but I'm gonna assume if it's a clip, they're teasing Lisa Leslie's answer, so they're not actually letting Lisa Leslie get into it. But I have seen the clip of the actual um interview portion, and I've mm-hmm. seen you know Lisa Leslie said, I can't. Lisa Leslie, I'm and I'm I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Basically, I wasn't there. I don't know what their relationship was. I don't know what happened in that room. I don't know what it was. I've never gotten that vibe from Kobe. There are NBA players that I'm friends with that I have gotten a vibe from where I would not be able to give them the benefit of the doubt, but Kobe isn't one of those people. And then at that point, Gail King responds, but you wouldn't know Lisa because you viewed him as a friend, so you would never know that side of him. That, I think, rubbed people the wrong way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it kind of felt like she was doubling down. Um, she also has... A partnership with Oprah, a friendship with Oprah, who um, both have been tar- accused of targeting black men in um, the recent Me Too and sexual assault allegations. Um, they've done, Oprah's done a documentary about, um, no, sorry, she did an interview with the uh, Leaving Neverland pro- pro- uh, producers. She's, Gail King has interviewed R. Kelly in which he made himself look like a total asshole. Um, they haven't been very kind to Bill Cosby, and there seems to be a lack of focus on maybe caucasian members of the um of society that had, like harvey weinstein or kevin spacey that have been in trouble for these type of allegations so it's kind mm-hmm. of a people have already kind of painted them with that broad but um broad stroke but snoop dogg has even come out and he made some threatening remarks towards gail king in which he had to kind of walk back and apologize a few days later a few days later but according to what oprah's been saying gail king has been receiving death threats man that's crazy i mean you said the the part of the in, the interview that people took exception to was the pretty much her pushing on Lisa Leslie about that point of the 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 entertaining the possibility of Kobe indeed being that rapist pretty much. Um, I would say that part of the interview and pretty much the existence of the interview people had a problem with because of that point of Gail, the perception of Gail scrutinizing gail and oprah scrutinizing black men when they misbehave more so than they do white men that perception mm-hmm. now of course the death the death threats are crazy but that interview i mean the i'll be honest i don't know why lisa leslie was there i don't know if it was to reflect on kobe or like what was the particular topic of that conversation like why, why did they choose lisa leslie of all people to like let's do a, a like yeah i didn't see it maybe she had something else going on or maybe they just felt like you know she's going in the hall of fame i don't know maybe something <laughs> well that's the thing because i wonder unless the 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 very particular reason of lisa leslie being there was for the the clear purpose of defending kobe or representing kobe in some way mm-hmm. To push her on that question in that way, to pin, try to pin her against the wall in that way, mm-hmm. was is, is unfair. Now, if it was Kobe himself, or kind of like how when Gail had had R. Kelly himself mm-hmm. there to try to pin them down and kind of get them to answer tough, tough questions in a very upfront way, but how are you gonna the way she pressed on Lisa Leslie in that way about her dead homeboy? About her dead homeboy was mm. that was unfair. Now, yeah. is it unfair to scrutinize Kobe's record on on sexual misconduct? I I honestly haven't figured that that out yet. But um, to press Lisa Leslie like that, I know for a fact that's wrong. To be like for Lisa Leslie to to give her answer to attempt to answer that question, 
like how she had the patience and the media training. I get, well, Lisa mm-hmm. Leslie is on TV a lot. Yeah, so, but she answered that very well. It, she answered that very well. Yeah, how she didn't bug out or not one iota, <laughs> just lose it was like impressive to me, man. Like because that the, the line of questioning was ridiculous. The first question, uh, it's borderline, but it's like, all right, I get it. You have to ask about that if you're a journalist, especially a journalist who worked with Charlie Rose. Mm-hmm. But then the second question is, like, all right, she's going to push, leave it at that because she has to. We got to do the follow-up. But then to, to push like, well, if if he you, was like that, you would know that, right? You wouldn't know. I would know, but you wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, like that's it, that right there was just, if, it's insulting to Kobe, yes, but let's take that off the table. It's insulting to Lisa Leslie because, like, why would you? It's essentially like a trap, or like some kind of entrapment or something like that. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like a not, tough time now it. you make women who have been victims of sexual assault not feel like they have Lisa Leslie support. Like, why right. would you put Lisa Leslie in that position? You know what I mean? You don't know. She might have sisters, cousins, aunts herself who might have been a victim of something like that that she totally uh, rocks with. But now you just painted that picture of she's defending, she's defending someone accused of, of a crime. Right. And that's, that's I think, that I think Gail King should apologize for. Maybe the whole, what her views are on black pe- black men and what Oprah's views are, that's up for debate. People can bring up stuff when Oprah was go- going hard on rappers and, and things of that nature um, to paint a picture of them. That, I think, is open for debate, maybe so. But I think, in, out of fairness to Lisa Leslie, an apology might be owed. Um, and and apology, and some apologies for... I think the Snoop apologize. I don't think Snoop apologized. I think he said, "Yeah, I was a wilding out," but uh, I don't think he gave a straight up apology either way. It, I think- it, it had. A, I, I I did hear the statement. Um, right. I can't remember if he specifically said the words "I'm sorry." He said something to the effect of "My words have power," and me expressing things in an emotional time is is not a smart decision for me to make. I don't know if "I'm sorry" necessarily came out. He also said him and Gail should talk, maybe off camera, maybe off of the internet, in front of everyone to see to kind of see if they could reach a common ground but um right you can tell that someone got in his ear and was like this might slow your money down snoop you know what i mean right because because you you're snoop and you're very marketable but don't make it a position where people feel uncomfortable marketing you using you for their marketing um shout out to lisa leslie for having the gravitas once again to answer that question i think uh, uh very professionally um extremely that's like (laughs) next level professionalism yo that was the opposite yeah. of R. Kelly, the opposite of Mike Greenberg. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely the opposite of R. Kelly. Gail Yo. King was like, Gail King actually had that question ready for the R. Kelly, the R. Kelly reaction. And she was like, damn, I ain't get it out of damn. Um, <laughs> Keith, have you heard, man? Yang Yang is no more. Your man, Andrew Yang, has dropped out of the 2020 presidential campaign. Have you heard? That I have heard, and guess what? Have you heard that he's securing the bag? Got that little contract at uh, CNN. Did he? To what? As a as a uh, analyst, commentator. Nice, nice, Yang Yang, Yang Yang, <laughs> Yang Gang. And, and I like him too. I saw him on CNN commenting on the debates and just giving his own insight because he he's been in some debates and he's run for president, but he's not like a he's not a career politician. So his answers, they not shaped like a politician's own like politicians always have this veneer of like um being too prepared for any kind of answer 
no matter who it is, whether mm-hmm. it's Andrew Gillum or these ex-senators and all these different people on, on TV, like Yang, he just like, yeah, man, I, you know, this is how I prepared. I was scared of shit in this debate and all, all this stuff. Well, he's not <laughs> saying that like verbatim, but pretty yeah. much given that vibe, whereas other politicians don't give that level of of um, transparency. Mm. Um, I feel bad for people who have bumper stickers of candidates who jump drop out because <laughs> it's like, damn, you got you like you got that shit on your car. You can't let ride around with it for the rest of the year. <laughs> you got to pick a winner. I got seen somebody with a Yang Yang uh, bumper sticker. Depending on how you lovable they are, they'll keep that shit around. They'll let it rock <laughs> just to let them know, let, let them know rock. who they chose. Yep. Uh, I feel bad for it because you know, and I, I've never peeled a bumper sticker off a car. I can't imagine it uh, as well on the paint. But um, how, how do you think about the debate so far? Oh, well, the debate. Uh, what was it this week? We had a debate. Black Bloomberg. Did he make yeah, his uh, de- debate on Wednesday? Yeah. Did he make his? Uh, he, Mike Bloomberg made his de- debut. Right, his first Democratic debate de- debut. Yeah, I mean, Mike Bloomberg's really a. He's a Republican at heart for the most mm-hmm. part, and uh, he. He needs to be a little bit less honest about who he who he truly is on stage. Because they was coming at him, right? They was coming at his neck, right? They was coming at him. They 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 got it all predictable shit. By the way, uh, him, reports of him calling women some wild shit uh, at, at when he was CEO at Bloomberg. Oh, this broad and this really? and um, <laughs> women women who have. Um, Use the the like different maternity policies, pretty much saying, "Damn, bitch is using that shit again." Like shit, like stuff like that. <laughs> Not verbatim, but but he's pretty much saying stuff like that. Yeah, and then of that, course that his are, money. Um, say that again. Then of course his money, like oh, this guy's a billionaire, tax advantages, da da da. And he his answer was pretty much, "Yeah, nigga, I got bread. You see me? <laughs> I worked hard." This bread is mine. When's your tax returns is gonna gonna be uh um come through? Nigga, I can't use TurboTax. They gotta comb through my shit. I got bread. It's gonna take a while. He said this shit. Not verbatim, but he literally said this shit. Yo, I got mad bread. It's gonna take a while. You can't use uh damn uh block.com for this shit. This is serious. Bro, I heard he spent four hundred million on advertising already. Oh yeah, and he's still he's still <laughs> spending more and he got his team, he got everybody paid until November. <laughs> we good. We good, y'all. <laughs> Whether or not you you believe in Bloomberg, you're working for him. That's dope. I'm about to put my application in, see, see what's good on LinkedIn. <laughs> or you got to check to November. You good, bro. Yeah. I can't even tell you my company going to be around in November, dude. <laughs> Word up. That's what's up, bro. Um, how do you think he's going to – how how did he do in the debate? I, I didn't I, – from what I've seen on the papers uh, – and Horrible. They, yeah. <laughs> Not looking too good. I thought he was too, too honest. Because mm-hmm. everybody came at him with... Nobody came at him with nothing that was a surprise. Like, no one came from left field. Every now... every Once a debate, there's one attack from left field where it's like, damn, I haven't... Oh. But Bloomberg, all the predictable shit. You're a billionaire. You don't treat women good. Uh, they You got um NDAs on women. They can't say the treatment that they, they got at your companies. Um, what else? Um, he said something about transgender. Frisk. I heard something about transgender people. He made a comment about like some guy in a dress and then referred to uh, that wants to be referred to as he, she, or it. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> he, he said something about it. Oh no, this was an old. They brought. They, you know, how they, they're bringing up all the old comments he made. I believe mm-hmm. it was something he said in like 2016. They brought it up at the about. debate. 
They brought no, no, but they like in the week, the, oh, the week of, yeah, they've been bringing it up. The media oh, okay. been bringing it up, yeah, yeah. But but as far as the debate though, like he, these attacks that came at him, they the stop and first thing, and like it's just him being honest and him, and it's interesting because it's just him voicing what people felt. So the stop and first joint, he was pretty much like, yeah, stop and first work. Uh, <laughs> It was we saw it was black and brown people doing the crimes, so the cop hemmed hemmed their ass up. Then like it works, like it was working. In fact, I think we was we were hemming up white people too much. Said this shit. You seen it? You see? You saw him? <laughs> you saw him, Johnson? Yo, that's it. Literally, it was like a, a, a Dave Chappelle sketch for real. Yeah. How um? So uh, and then but who did win? Who who do you think did good in the debates? I don't know if this is one winner. I mean, if I if I was to pick one, it was clearly Bernie Sanders because he didn't come out no worse than he came in, and he came in pretty damn good. He said, I, "I'm not releasing these health records either." Yeah, <laughs> and, and not, I'm not releasing them. Uh, you want my health records? Come, come campaign with me. You see how your boy does? Three, four <laughs> events, sold out stadiums a day. <laughs> come see your boy. Can you see if you can hang with your boy? Four shows like the baby. Yeah. Million dollar yeah. weekends, man. <laughs> yeah, man. You say, yeah, I gotta do this good pussy, you know, fly her in and out, hop in it. You see if I had a heart attack. Let's go. And he said this shit on stage. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Yo, Keith, that's another week in the books, man. I know we gotta get up out of here, bro. Where can they find you out on social media, brother? Instagram, me and my underscore 35. You know how we do. You can find me on Instagram on at Plickapeasy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Also listen to the Perfect Talk podcast on Instagram right there at Perfect Talk Radio. You can also check out every episode of the Perfect Talk podcast or and my radio show, The Night Shift, on perfecttalkpodcast.com. Everything you want to know about your boys up there. Also, my new uh, radio endeavor with my homeboy DJ show, Money Talks Radio. You can find every episode right there on PerfectTalkPodcast.com as well, man. Uh, Keith, what you watching nowadays real quick for the people? High Fidelity. That, okay, that's okay. starring, uh, what's her name? Um, Kravitz. Oh, Zoe the Kravitz? Zoe Kravitz, yeah. I'll be honest, I don't like it that much, but I, I just like to point point that out. It's a cool show, but... Uh, what is it? What uh, channel? What, what are the channel you watching, though? Hulu dog, you know I got okay. that Hulu TV. Mm-hmm. I'm watching hey. the new Pope. That's dope, and I'm watching reruns of Parks and Rec. I slept on it when it was out because I thought that it was just biting off of the Office, which yeah. it did. The interview style, the interview style, the they interview do, style. Yeah. They ripped it yeah. right from the Office, mm-hmm. and, I, and they knew that they didn't even try to hide it, which was which is cool. But it's dope, like on its on its own, and I. I shouldn't have prejudged it. That shit, Aziz is the man, of course. Got some huge, huge stars on it in retrospect, right? Looking back at it. Yeah, like they man, all, They've yeah. all gone on to do great things. Amy Poehler, Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari got so big that he had a sex scandal, a weak one, but a sex scandal nonetheless. He beat that right quick, put out a stand-up special. Banger. Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. I mean. Chris Pratt. And you look back, don't you think that that was Rashida Jones's peak? Well, she had her own TV show after that, the when that cop show on like TNT, I forgot what it's called. It's like the, like the comedy a, cop show? Yeah, yeah. That's like the Naked Gun kind of. You yeah. don't even know the name of the show, son. Not, <laughs> I'm not saying that she didn't have work after that. I'm just saying that might have been her peak. <laughs> she, she was on The Office before that. She seemed like a spinoff. 
<laughs> she that, had yeah. And that was the thing. Like, they even had her, and she was, at first, like, you know, the the first couple episodes of any show, like, people are still iron, ironing out the what works and what doesn't. So she was basically making all the Jim Halpert faces in, like, the first <laughs> three, four episodes. She probably right about that. What's like, uh, Pope? Face what's for po- face. What's Pope? The new Pope. It's uh, yeah. some joint on HBO. Okay. It's weird, but I, I enjoy it a lot. They, so this season is called The New Pope, and the first season was called The Young Pope. So it's almost as if it's two different shows, but really The New Pope is just a season two of The Young Pope. Oh, uh, so what, it's going to be the change the name every season, you think? Maybe. I mean, if they have more seasons. I was watching uh, Watchmen on, on HBO, then I found out they're not doing those second seasons. Uh, Watchmen was fire. That hurts. That hurts, man. What's shorty yeah. on there? Uh, with the... Damn, from the from the Boondocks, Regina King. Regina King, yeah, damn. By the way, her and J Lo, man, whatever HGH they taking, my lord, they are aging <laughs> wonderfully, Keep wonderfully. Like, what is, wasn't you on two two seven? How how you look like two two seven Friday? <laughs> Poetic fly, justice, fly girls. <laughs> you see my movies? <laughs> Wait, real quick, what you think of the Super Bowl halftime show? You like it? Yeah, that was a banger. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I, I think, yo, that, that Super Bowl halftime show was dope. I mean, that was just pure performance. And then to have all the the um, the um the Latino uh, influence in it and all the music. And that show was just real Puerto Rican and, and real Colombian. It, like, it, was, was, it was action from start to finish. I'll give them that. They're like Usually there's like a lull. Sometimes you might look away. But they kept it. They kept you like watching for the entire thing. Yeah, and I, I'll be honest, I don't even like either of their music, but that show was dope. I heard something like it was the most streamed um, halftime show of all time. Obviously, that we're streaming everything now, so that might be a cause of it, but they're doing all right for themselves, man. Shout out Shakira. Nah, that was a Shout good out. show. Especially yeah. coming off of last year. I think last year was like Blink, Cold Stone, or whatever, whatever that band. The, um, Coldplay? Was it Coldplay? Coldplay, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, last so. year was Travis Scott and Big Boy. I forgot who they was Oh oh yeah Travis Scott and Big Boy With Maroon 5 Damn man Memory (laughs) going So (laughs) Last year wasn't Last year wasn't Justin Timberlake And Janet Jackson My nigga look that shit up (laughs) Yo on that note man Say goodbye to the people bro Peace Peace